2: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks post game podcast live from the Victory Lounge, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up, Woo. folks. The Blackhawks have done it! Yes, <laughs> they beat the Victory. Arizona, <laughs> the Arizona Coyotes, two nothing. Alex Daylock, fantastic. In the game, getting his 10th shutout of the career and the Blackhawks' first shutout of the season, which is not too surprising. Uh, Lucas Reichel played well. Seth Jones played well. We've got a lot to get to in this game and only an hour to get to it. Before we do, make sure you smash that like button for us. Uh, Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube page. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you. Make sure you're subscribed or following us there. As well, and I'm not going to entertain your tank loss comments today. <laughs>
0: They're still bad. Yes. Don't worry. Our good friend No Royce just rage is inching closer to the ledge. <laughs> it's we okay. Need, it's, it's it's listen. You know, you to to take a line from Kevin Malone of the office. Yes, it's just nice to win one once in a while. Yeah. Like do not worry that this team is going to now screw up the tank. And go on a winning streak. Have you watched this team for thirty-eight games? Yeah, they're they're just where they should be and just where they will be. Losing, uh, winning a game again. I'm so conditioned to saying losing a game, (laughs) winning a game (laughs) off the tongue, doesn't it? Against the Arizona Coyotes (laughs) is not going to screw up this season. No, this is a game. The Blackhawks are dead last in the league, but they are not above having a get right game yeah, and they needed a game like this and they deserved this game yeah they played their balls off in this one yes and w- not like blake wheeler but i mean you know <laughs> yeah figuratively you
2: know without without patrick kane they had every excuse to come out and, and suck it up again but you had on your second biggest crowd of the of the season behind yeah. only the uh hosa game mm-hmm. the crowd was into it it was friday night and the hawks Aside from the very first shift where it looks like the Coyotes oh, scored man. right away. We were waiting for that horn to blow because we thought for sure that went in. it was in. Yeah. Um, from really, you know, maybe the minute after that happened, Lucas Reichel gets a partial breakaway. It gets poked away nicely. But it's pretty much all Hawks until the third when Coyotes kind of start evening things up a little bit. Yeah. But they played really well. They played physical. They played fast. The power play even though it didn't score, looked fantastic with the puck movement and the shots Mm -hmm. and the rebounds and all the things that you're supposed to do right, the Hawks did right, and frankly, they deserve to win. Let's start where everybody wants us to start tonight, with Lucas Reichel. Yeah, There was a moment in the game where everybody in the press box tweeted out, Lucas Reichel looks like a different dude in Mm -hmm. this game. And I will say, he was dynamite in the first period. Absolutely flying. He was everywhere. The other two periods, not quite as visible as he was. However, he just looked, if you had any concerns about Lucas Reichel from his previous call-ups, and again, we're not determining anybody's career based on one game against the Coyotes, of course, but tonight you saw it. You saw Lucas Reichel looking like one of the most skilled guys on the ice, uh, and he was holding his own with Domi and Athanasiu, and everybody, yeah. he did not look out of place at any time. He wasn't perfect, but you saw the offensive chops this kid has, and and it was it was tough to not salivate, especially during that first period.
0: Yeah, he had a, he he had a couple of chances. Um, I, I I think one I think one opportunity that Max Domi had on a two on one should have shot the puck, but I think he was clearly trying to get Reichel uh, an opportunity yes, to get his was. first NHL goal. I mean. Uh, but but Reichel on his own uh yeah he looked like he was playing we've we've talked about it the last 2 days leading up to this game you know his second of this season with the Blackhawks and talking about his confidence level and being able to go out and be a bit more offensive and a, play a bit more freely um he did that he did that tonight he made a number of cheeky little passes that you know guys who aren't playing with a little confidence, playing with a little pep in their step, don't make those plays. And and he was making some of those plays. He, like like you said, he had a few uh, you know a few breakaway chances, uh, partial breakaway chances. He was all over the ice tonight. And we we'll we'll talk a little bit more about this because we were talking about this before the before the show. We'll talk a little bit more in depth later in the show on it. But you know, Patrick Kane wasn't in the lineup tonight, and I think it's kind of a preview small sample preview of what we might see over the next season or two where there may be an opportunity for more players to do a little bit more when other players aren't on the roster
2: yes that's definitely something i want to spend some time on today because uh, i was having those thoughts in my head and when you and i arrived back here for the third you're like hey what about this and i'm like you have cracked my brain open. You <laughs> yeah. you are you are you are saying exactly what I was thinking the entire game. So we're going to get to that for sure. Um, but there's a play in this game from Reichel that I want to point out. Look, we saw the breakaway chance. We saw him using his speed. What Luke talked about yesterday, and if you listen to our show, you heard it. Um, the board battles, the mm-hmm. physical strength, the things that he needs to put together yet to become a full-time NHL player. There's a moment in the first period. He's on the left wing uh, along the goal line and gets kind of, I don't want to say muscled off the puck, but the Coyotes player comes away with the puck. He fights back, gets it back, and with very little room, floats a little backhander pass right out near the slot to Max Domi. It was on the tape. It was perfect and I, I don't i don't i didn't see the replay cuz they didn't really show it um but i w- want to say it was a no look pass directly mm. on the tape there were so many of those little moments today from Reichel that you saw and i also think you saw for the first time from Reichel a guy who wants to make his presence felt and wants to announce to Luke Richardson and to Kyle Davidson i belong here yeah i belong here i am Good enough two days in a row. I'm smart, smart enough, enough and doggone people, people like, like me. me yeah. He, I, Lucas Reichel, to me, is NHL ready. Now, pausing that, of course, the Hawks have a plan. Mm-hmm. The plan is to be as bad as possible. The plan is for Rockford to have success. So if he's not here to stay for good, I understand. If I had say in it, I would like him to, but I'm not mad if he doesn't. Right. Yeah. But as soon as the deadline happens and you assume at least two of your top six guys are going to be gone. At least at least uh, he's got to be here. He's yeah. got to be. He's ready.
0: Yeah, and, and even at that point, it, it'll only be for a little bit because he will uh, play a factor in the end of the season for the Ice Hogs and into the postseason. But, yeah, I mean, in, in, in the times that he's been up previously, I feel like we've been asking for Lucas Reichel to look like the top prospect to look like you know a guy who's ready to take the step into the nhl and he really hasn't had had those kinds of opportunities had those kinds of games um and even you know earlier this year when he came up and played the the one game against the devils it was just like okay well it's you know a crazy situation in which he's coming up played the night before travel game in the nhl yeah, no meal. travel home <laughs> like no right. yeah no meal no nap like you have to give him a pass this time. He actually comes up, gets some practice time, gets into the lineup, and has a good game. And I think it's just that has to snowball for him. And he hasn't really had the opportunity for things like that to snowball. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a good a good jumping off point for him. And and hey, he might he might go back tomorrow to Rockford because they 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 go on the uh, on the road to Iowa. Um, maybe Patrick Kane's ready to come back uh after sitting out tonight uh and and they go back to saying okay go go you know kill it in the AHL and we'll we'll call you back in a few months um but i i would like to see him play another game i like i would like to see him play on sunday uh, against calgary a team that's going to give you you know more to 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 deal with than than this coyotes yep. team can and it's see how task. he see how he responds that's a big heavy physical team yeah
2: that's a team that's trying
0: to go to the playoffs
2: and i don't know if you know if you're putting yourself in the mind of luke richardson does he want to shelter reichel from something like that or do you say hey you played really well against the coyotes let's see what you do against the playoff team yeah. you know i still believe their cup contenders are going to figure things out um maybe they're tough the west is wide open in my in my mind yeah you know so uh Let's see how you do now against these the big boys. Yeah, and see, I, how
0: you, see how you fare. I think the sheltering period should probably be over because I know the I know he's still what this was a game twelve or thirteen of his NHL career, um, but I think you know he's now he's had uh, f- two. This is his second season in the AHL, second season in North America. Um, he's played against men. For the last four years, when you count his his time playing in Germany, like I don't think you need to shelter him. I think you, you 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 let him go. You you play him in those situations, and you want him to be part of your top six for the future. Make him part of this top six right now. Who's yep. who's burying him in the lineup? Nobody. Like let him go out there and 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 see what you got in him.
2: We got a two dollar super chat from Alton V. Says got to love a victory Friday. That's for gotta sure. Got to love a victory. Friday. Victories are nice, even Alton though they're. V for victory. That's right, and we got a comment from Colin who says Reichel is still not strong enough. He played well tonight, but was still outmuscled a lot, especially on the boards. That's true, but I don't sure. think that there's no prospect that comes to the NHL as a complete player. Right? It there's no one that's very like
0: very rare.
2: I am joining the NHL as a fully grown, fully developed. Ready-to-go hockey player. Artemi Panarin. Well, yeah, but he was a pro in Russia. (laughs) He was already already
0: 25.
2: Yeah, Yeah. it's a different story, right? Yeah, yeah. It's okay for guys to come up and develop at the NHL level. We talk about the early days of Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook a lot. Look at Patrick Kane as a rookie.
0: He was a child. Look at
2: his body size (laughs) as a rookie compared to now. Patrick Kane is ripped. When he was a rookie, he was not.
0: Yeah, I would like to be at an NHL training program for a year and see what it does for me. It'd be nice. Exactly, and while
2: Rockford has nice facilities and all those sort of things, yeah. it's not the same as Lucas Reichel being here every day with Paul Goodman and the Blackhawks training and strength staff and the dietitians and every you know yeah. everything they every resource that they have for these guys here. That's what's going to help Reichel grow. It's just my fear is yes, I like that they're being patient. Mm-hmm. Now, what we need to learn from Kyle Davidson is. Is he overpatient? Is he overly cautious? I'm not saying he is. We don't know yet, but it's something to keep an eye on. And look, I get, like I said, yeah, he'll probably go back down at some point this year, and and he should. Yeah, but I don't think you do the one the one game in and, and send him back thing after the way he played and Brent Seiny too. We haven't talked about. He played really well too. Yeah, he did. Uh, so I don't. I I, I think if you you have a fear of sending these guys back and. After the performances they had of them getting discouraged and disheartened,
0: yes, yeah, and I think sometimes when when guys get rewarded for the way that they've been playing you know in, in the AHL, uh, for some guys, it needs to be more than just one game, more than just 12 10, 12 minutes in, in, in one game, um, because either a, they deserve it. From their their previous work in the season, or B, they step in and they they make a positive impact. So I, I think I think Cini had a really good game. I think Reichel had a really good game, and I think you 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 have to allow them to to take opportunities to, to, to grow more more or less Reichel than Cini. Cini's twenty six; he's been around the block for a little bit. Um, but for Reichel, you got to give him an opportunity to to grow at the NHL level because you can only I feel like you, with development in the AHL, there's only so much that you can do before you plateau, and I, I don't think you want players to, to plateau at the AHL level. Then you get Jeremy Morton, you get Brandon Peary. Like we want Lucas Reichel to be more than that. Yeah. Uh, so I think at some at some point, as their development is 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 going up, they have to get past a certain they have to get past that certain level where okay now your development can grow because you're playing NHL competition, you're playing NHL minutes. Um, and I think that that's something that will play into their their confidence because if they just keep bumping their head on the AHL ceiling, yeah, I think you're you're going to run into an oper- a, a chance where you know guys can kind of be like, what else do I have to do to prove myself here, and start to get a a, a little sour. And you know, I I think Reichel has handled it pretty well. Um, but you know, just 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 talking with him yesterday, it it seemed like you know he talked he spoke a little bit about you know trying to be more patient in, in, in my game and in his game and, uh, and trying to not have to feel like you have to do everything, every shift. Yeah. And it, it kind of seems like he's trying to learn a little bit more patience in the development process as well. And maybe not being in Chicago when he expects to be, because he said he was just like, I did everything last off season to make the team. And it was disappointing to not make the team, but I'm making the best of it being in Rockford and, You know he's top five in the AHL in scoring. That's definitely making the best of it.
2: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to when Greg joins us to hear what Luke had to say about his game today because uh, I was so, you know, whether or not he's going to be a great coach, we don't know yet. But covering Luke Richardson is awesome because he's always giving you stuff. And great, he's giving you information. He's He's giving you his honest thoughts on guys, and you know maybe as the Hawks get better, he'll play it a little you know closer to the vest. But he was so open about Reichel and rushing prospects yesterday. It was so so good. Uh, If you again, if you missed yesterday's podcast, go back and listen to it. Um, Luke was just outstanding in that in that regard, and and he was saying you know yesterday at the practice, like here's what here is precisely what we need to see from Reichel to make him an NHL player. And he was talking, he was saying. He is not this yet. He was flat out saying yesterday he's not an NHL player. Yeah. So who knows what the motivation for that is? He's very honest. He speaks his mind. So maybe he's just saying it. Maybe he was trying to light a fire under Reichel's ass a little bit too maybe. because the dude we saw tonight is not the number 27 I've seen in the last you know two-plus seasons with him as a Blackhawk. He, he was a different guy. He was shot out of a cannon to start the game. Um and, and yeah, there were a few times he was outmuscled, but it's gonna happen. Not everybody is, you know, Brent Seabrook. Right. Not everybody is John Leclair where you're gonna win every board battle.
0: Yeah, and and, and with Reichel, you know, I, I think when he fully becomes the NHL, you know, fully reaches his potential as an NHL player, if he does, I'm I I still believe he will yeah. with the Blackhawks, when he does that, his game isn't gonna be predicated on going into, into the corners and winning board battles. If he's able to do that, that'd be great. If he's able to sustain, you know, the, some of the physicality that comes with playing 82 games in the NHL every year, that's, that's ideal, but his game will not live and die on his ability to be physical along the boards and, and have strength. He's got to be able to, to take it in the NHL, of course. Uh, but I, I don't think we're, we're in a position where, He's going to be playing like Jonathan Tays used to when he had to be Jonathan Tays of nearly 200-plus 200, 200 pounds right. and, and have to play that, that physical kind of game. I think he can, he'll be able to get away with being a bit more of a uh, playmaker, skill guy where you know the, phys- the physical part of things isn't necessarily as important. He's got to get to yeah. that, that NHL standard, but I think he'll get there eventually and, and be just fine.
2: Uh, I think it was Colin again in the chat when I made the comparison to Patrick Kane and developing at the NHL level. Uh, he said, "Well, you know, Reichel is not Kane. I that's true, but let's yeah. let's talk about another guy who got into the NHL very quickly, Alex DeBrinket. Alex DeBrinket, as a rookie, is a very different player than he was last year and this year in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. He is a different player. He grew in size, he grew in speed, and and strength, and and was able to." add that dimension to his game as his NHL career went on. Again, nobody, Connor McDavid, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, on and on and on, no one comes in their rookie year as a fully realized player. Players evolve as their careers go on, and there's nothing about Reichel that I see that says, oh, he absolutely cannot hang in the NHL. And Gunzo says, don't get ahead of yourself. Wait to see him against some better competition. That's what I want to see. It's what we, yeah, we It's just Calgary said it. play, on Sunday. That's, on, that's what I want Sunday. to see. Yeah. That's all we're saying. Play him Sunday. See how he does against a contender. And if, then if he's floundering, then if he looks lost, okay. Then move on Send him there, back down. Yeah. But I think after a performance like this and a feel-good win like this, I'm not changing much. If yeah. Patrick Kane's ready to go, Patrick Kane's back in.
0: Exactly. Fine.
2: Yeah. Right? You find a way. But. I don't know. I, I do want to see I do want to see Reichel against better competition and, and mm-hmm. Calgary's a great example of that.
0: Yeah, and, and speaking of of players that, you know, benefit are benefiting from this isn't playing time and, and getting some confidence. Ian Mitchell looked great tonight. I think he's once he's been put into the lineup and given a you know, given an ability to go out there and, and play a little bit more uh freely, not have to worry so much about you know, having to be ex- exactly mistake free, you know, I, I think it's it's the same case with Reichel. Go out there, pl- play your game. Don't have, don't worry about making mistakes right now. Learn from them so that you can avoid making them, but go out and make them without the, without the worry of being benched or being sent down. I think that's, I think that's, that's another the kind factor. of environment that is going to help a guy like Reichel, it can help a guy like Ian Mitchell as they, have an opportunity to kind of take a step forward in their development this year.
2: I think Ian Mitchell too, is another really good example of what we're talking about. And as we've been watching him from coming off the injury to getting back into game shape, now getting a handful of games in a row here, you're starting to see him look more comfortable, look more patient with the puck. Like you just said, not afraid of making a mistake. And we said this about Kirby doc all last season, you can see a guy out there thinking on the ice. That is the worst thing mm-hmm. that a player can do. You've got to use your instincts. You've got to play. You've got to feel confident in what you're doing. And the more it goes on, the more we're seeing that for me and Mitchell. Now, does he and Mitchell have this a future in this organization? It doesn't seem like it. But I don't mind them giving him a look and seeing what's yeah. there.
0: It's it's been on. It's it's the been it's the most on the fence it's ever been. Right, but I I
2: feel like if we had this conversation three weeks ago, I feel today more like he might than I did then, Yeah. right? I feel like he has clearly gotten better since, since first starting the season and has been consistent and has been playing, you know, stringing together a bunch of solid games. At the same time, I was bummed to see Isaac Phillips sit today but whatever, yeah, that's, what we're do? picking Ned at that point, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I,
0: I, I don't know, I want I to think I Richardson see... was making an attempt to get Caleb Jones back in the lineup because... You have to. Because Richardson... Have to. But <laughs> Richardson... In, <laughs> in his mind. Richardson likes to not have guys sit for yeah. extended periods of time um, even if Isaac Phillips has been playing relatively well. There's another guy that would <laughs> greatly benefit from some, some consistent NHL time and, and opportunities to play and um, but yeah, I, I, think, I think Mitchell is, he, again, I, I feel like I'm, I'm saying the same things, but it just, it's the same concept for all these young guys is you got to get some opportunities to have some good things roll over to, to have some momentum, have some confidence and, and, and you play differently that way. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Good stuff from Colin today. I appreciate his uh, his insights in the in the post game. Even though we're not totally agreeing on everything, it's it's really good stuff. He says Reichel will be more like Tavo. Going into the corners will not be his game. He still needs to be strong in the open ice. When being leaned on, he can learn that after the trade deadline. It, that, uh, totally. I, and yeah. I, the more I see him play, the less I feel like he's an NHL center. I think I kind well, of like. Him I mean, it, he didn't even
0: play center tonight, right? I, I like him as yeah. a.
2: I think I like him as a winger and. Um, I And, and Tavo, was that yesterday we made that comparison? It might it have been this week. It was this week yeah. for sure. We've
0: been talking a lot about um, Reichel this week. Yeah, so. about like, well, yeah. you know,
2: Tavo and people here when he came and it was hyped as this really good prospect and came and was not immediately great like we had been so used to with Saad and Taves and Kane and on and on and on. It took Tavo some time. People were like, well, this guy sucks. He'll never be anything. He's overhyped. Tavo is typical
0: mm-hmm.
2: of a mid, what was he?
0: Thirteen. Tavo was. Reichel was seventeen. Tavo was. Tw- I want to say twelve. No, twenty-one. Was it that he, low? Okay. Because he was the he was the twenty, twelve, draft. Let's and I think here. he was twenty-first. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, it's a hockey reference. Oh, here we go. Uh,
2: eighteenth. Eighteenth. Okay. Eighteenth overall. So, Reichel was seventeenth. was eighteenth. You're looking – that's kind of – yeah. I,
0: it's a good comparison. Yeah, I think the, the development paths that, that they're taking are, are rather similar. Um, the way they play is similar. The, their builds are similar. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine there's anyone else in recent Blackhawks memory that kind of fits the bill better than, than those two together when you're kind of looking at things. And, hey, if, if, if Reichel is on that path – and can get to a table level player, woof. That's a huge that's win. That's great. That's fantastic. Yep. That's that is a great player that you can use in the in the rebuilding process to not build upon or not not to build for, but you build with. Exactly. And then you hope whoever the Connor is, is there. <laughs> Connor Bedard, Anna <Adam> Fantilli. <laughs> yeah.
2: Even if it's Leo Carlson or Matvey Mitchkov, whoever it ends up being. Um, that will be the guy you hope is the centerpiece of the whole thing, mm-hmm. and then
0: and then every everything else. Your 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 Del Mastros, uh, you know, the, the they're all part of the the next Blackhawks stew of long contention.
2: Well, while we're waiting for Greg, let's let's talk about that a little bit. The Stew uh, it was
0: good minestrone me. Team Canada wins a uh, the gold medal, um, yes, with four Blackhawks
2: on the roster. Colton Doc, who's hurt. Uh, Ethan Del Mastro, Nolan Allen, and Kevin Korczynski, mm-hmm. um, And, you know, Del Mastro was especially really strong for yes. Team Canada. He was yes, he absolutely was. outstanding. Um, Corey Pronman wrote a little thing today saying, who are the standouts and who are the players that disappointed? He actually had Kevin Korczynski as a guy who disappointed, but kind of qualified it as, I still think he's going to be great, but we just didn't get to see him assert the offense we thought he would. Yeah, I think there's a few reasons for that. I think... Canada being up a lot of the times or defending leads or not really looking to add goals all the time. Sure, he did still, despite playing pretty limited minutes in a tournament, was the highest scoring among the Blackhawks prospects. Yeah, with four points. Yeah. Um, The other guy he he said was Fantilli was a little bit disappointing. Now I thought Fantilli was better as the medal rounds came. He was, and he was very noticeable and good in the gold medal game. Um and we went and saw him in Michigan and I think when we left that Notre Dame, Michigan game, we said I don't know, he did he didn't look dominant out there. You yeah. could tell he was one of the better players. So it's just kind of a reminder of the gap between Bedard and Fantilli. <laughs> um but not to say that he's gonna be bad or I would have any second no, thoughts about I, drafting him second, but yeah. It just shows you how how really great Connor Bedard is.
0: Yeah, I I, I wrote about that. Uh, the, uh, the tournament, the Blackhawks prospects, uh, Greg and I, we, we, we covered it in today's rebuild report. Go check it out at allchgo.com. Become a diehard to get access to that article and all of our rebuild reports. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think with Korchinski, it was tough to see him play four minutes and 48 seconds against the U.S. in the semifinal and then just over five minutes in the gold medal game basically be a non-factor in the two biggest games that Canada played. That was rough. But I, I qualify it with, even though this is his draft year plus appearance in the World Junior Championships, he was the youngest player on that team. He was 18 years old, Yeah, even though he was a drafted prospect. and And the World Junior Championships is notoriously a best-of-the-19-year-old's in the world tournament, except for a few exceptions like a guy like Conor Bedard, um, mm-hmm. so Korczynski, I have no doubts will be back with Canada uh, at next year's tournament. Uh, he'll still be age eligible to play, and I think he's going to play, uh, you know, a, a much more significant role on that team. And we'll be able to see, and he'll be a, a whole year older, a whole year longer into into his young development. I think we'll be able to see him be more of a complete defensemen that Canada can can rely on, um, and yeah, with Fantilli, like I, I think if Connor Bedard wasn't in this tournament setting records as a draft eligible player, I think Fantilli might have had more of an opportunity to kind of step into a, a bigger role with Canada. But it's just they're such a stacked team. Like it was, like it was their gold medal to lose, honestly. So, so for Fantilli to be one of the younger players. Uh, on the team and be able to step in and have moments. I think that was that was good for him. It's not it's not gonna knock him off of the, you know, number two spot in the draft class whatsoever. Um, but I think what it did do and what Connor Bedard did was widen that gap between him and and Fantilli even even more. Yeah. Um and yeah, the Del Mastro like Sheesh. Like he as a fourth round pick to be where he's at now as a prospect, I'm like, give credit to, uh, Mr. Snowman, uh, for, for finding a a player in the fourth round that, you know, as he has developed has become like, I'm, I'm, I would put him in the the top five of prospects that they have right now. And he's likely to play in Rockford next year. Yeah, And that's, that's very exciting to me. And Del Mastro was part of a, I'm not sure if it's confirmed, but Jeff Merrick was reporting that uh, Del Mastro is being traded from the Mississauga Steelheads to the Sarnia Sting in the OHL. So he'll be, uh, I think Mississauga was outside of the playoff race. Sarnia, I think, is in the playoff race. So an opportunity for him to play some, some important games in the OHL down the uh, back half of this year.
2: When we watched him during development camp, he looked like a pro. Yeah. Body size, uh, skating ability, smarts. Uh, someone in the chat said he reminds, reminds him of Brent Seabrook. And I, I think that, look, I don't know if he's going to be as good as Brent Seabrook. But in terms of the style of defenseman, yeah, you know, uh, mostly defense with some offensive upside a little bit, um, I can see that. It would not shock me if Del Mastro plays some games in Chicago next year. Yeah, he might. It really wouldn't. And I was reading uh, before the game day, Scott Powers wrote about the Blackhawks and getting to the cap floor next year and mentioned he was, like, trying to build, okay, well, let's assume this and this and this happened and this and this. He said there's probably some prospects that are going to play in Chicago next year. And you know who he mentioned? Kevin Korchinski. I That would shock me.
0: <sighs> that would be very surprising.
2: Just looking at the way that Richardson or uh, Davidson has been doing things. Patient, if yeah. Kevin Korchinski plays in Chicago next year, that would be a massive shock to me. Maybe
0: maybe late next season, like once the WHL season's over, maybe he gets a couple games. That, but I would be maybe sure. Maybe he does
2: the burn the contract thing like he did with Reichel, so he's cheaper in the second contract.
0: Sure, maybe. I don't know. But I would be, I would be very surprised if he's – because, the, because with, his, with, with him being so young, he'll be 19 next season uh so he can't play in the AHL so if he's playing NHL games he's either going to be between junior and Chicago and you can't yo-yo a guy all that much without uh, eventually burning the first year of his deal you don't want to Shane Wright him so yeah like this Shane Wright thing's weird it is and he's on the NHL all-star ballot so folks do your thing (laughs) let's let's cause some chaos I I haven't uh speaking of that I
2: was trying to get my votes in before the game today and I first guy I wanted to vote for was Jake McCabe yeah I typed in McCabe and he didn't pop up do we have to choose from like a limited selection of players
0: did you go through all the divisions
2: I went through like the search bar
0: so when you go on to the ballot it'll start you in I think the metro then you pick Metro players, oh. and then you sub, so then you then okay. you go to the next page, and you'll do the next division. You have to go one at a time. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that we should make it our mission, Blackhawks mission, a CHGO Blackhawks mission is to get Jake McCabe into the All Star game. I know it's I know it's ambitious. Yeah. I don't know if it'll happen, but Seth Jones well, is a Blackhawks.
0: The The central the central division has three defensemen already there: Morrissey, Macar, and Seth Jones. Um, So I don't know if they're going to take any more defensemen. But you're just with the all star voting. You're just voting for skaters. So I don't. Maybe it's not position. Uh, it's not position oriented, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe McCabe. I've I submitted a a, a ballot, 10 ballots actually, cuz once you submit the ballot, you can just click resubmit cuz you can submit 10 in a day. So I just clicked it nine more times and was just like, all right, that's that's my contribution. Uh I had Alex Stalock on it. No? Yeah, that's and fair too. talk about a guy who like I someone in the chat earlier was saying is Alex Stalock playing his way into a trade piece. Hell yeah. Yeah. He with his shutout tonight, he might be flirting with a nine twenty save percentage on the year. Like, that is well above league average. And and you know, the Alex Daylock experience is 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 quite the experience, but numbers don't lie. If you're putting up a nine neither do hips. Yeah. If you <laughs> if you're putting up a, a nine eighteen, nine nineteen save percentage on this Blackhawks team, like there's some value there and 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 there are going to be teams as this season progresses to the trade deadline there are going to be teams that whether it's injury or shaky play in net are going to be looking for hey maybe we can have a different option as a backup or our starters hurt we don't trust our backup we need someone who can who can come in and and give us you know give us a chance and i think alex stalock is is when he's been healthy has been the best Blackhawks goaltender, oh, and is easily. playing very well.
2: If we're looking at goalies with more than 10 games played, save percentage-wise, Alex Stalock is sixth behind uh, Linus Olmark, Connor Hellebuck, Ilya Sorokin, Philip Gustafson, and Craig Anderson. Ha, Craig Anderson. Ahead nice. of Jake Ettinger, Ottinger.
0: Yeah. I, Ahead but, of
2: Andre Vasilevsky.
0: He's been playing really well. Yep. All right, I changed my mind. <laughs> Either one. Put them both on the ballot. And we'll uh, we'll we'll stuff the ballot box as a uh, as a Blackhawks group.
2: Speaking of all stars, Greg Boyce in the standing by. We're gonna get to him momentarily, but first we want to tell you about our friends at Shady Rays. They never understood why sunglasses were so damn expensive, so they changed it. You don't have to break the bank this winter for quality sunglasses because Shady Rays has you covered. Their sunglasses are premium polarized shades. Featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone in every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Drop them in a lake, off a cliff anything and they will replace them even with that strong of a protection program they still manage to make quality that i can tell you from holding in my hand and wearing in my face just as good as any expensive pair that i have ever worn shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 5 five-star reviews they also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in america with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they will throw profit out the window and do what it takes to make it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use the code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54.00. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and
0: best shades. We're also proudly presented by Athletic Greens, and they are proud to present their AG1 formula, which is designed to improve your gut health, optimize your immune system, and give you more natural energy. In just one scoop of that AG1 formula, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, Whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens that help you start or end your day right. And if you eat different dietary, or if you eat with different dietary restrictions, with it's gluten-free or dairy-free, or you go keto or whatever it is, with AG1, you're able to incorporate it into that diet, and you're able to incorporate it into your life, no matter how busy you might be, because it's just a small, once-a-day habit with big benefits. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. That's all you need. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health because right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition to make it even easier. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Good
2: comment from Brent. Stay locked for the Masterton. Uh, Sounds I like, like a good I do off-day like that. topic. All right, he's the man. He's with us now, Greg Boyson, live from the United Center. Follow him on Twitter, at Greg Boyson. Greg, what's up? What do we learn today?
1: Uh, we learned that winning is fun, and it makes guys a little easier to talk to after Um. a victory. Uh, It also makes us wait a little longer to call in because Luke always has to do TV post game first after a win before he uh, comes and has his regular press conference. I know we're not used to those situations this (laughs) season, but uh, that's why it took a little longer to to call in because he had to take care of uh, the uh, unoriginal guys over at NBC sports before he came and talked to the rest of us. Hey, before we cool. go any farther, I want to give our shout-out, speaking of, of, of awesome people, uh, CHGO's own Kevin Wells. I don't know if you guys talked yeah. about it, but he got to do uh, some radio uh, on WGN, filling in for Joe Brandt, who was filling in for John Weideman. And, and he's, I talked to him a little after the game. He said, I had an awesome time sitting next to and chatting with Chris Chelios all, all night. So I'm very jealous and proud of our Kevin Wells. He did great.
2: We listened yeah. to him uh, and during the intermission, driving from the UC to here, and uh, you would never know there was a substitute in there. He sounded fantastic, so yeah. good job, Kevin. We are proud of you and envious because that has always been my dream job. Radio pre and post yeah. for the Hawks. Yeah, well, now, well, now you're it here. It wasn't until now. <laughs> this, this is my dream job well, now. Sorry to disappoint you, no, Jay. this is even <laughs> better because I can talk shit about the Hawks if I ah, want to yes. and not worry about my job, and I don't have to wear a suit ever
1: ever it's true it's it true. true but kevin pulls off the suit very well he does and he looks sharp up very nicely he didn't have the turtleneck on tonight i i, I like when yeah. he goes with the turtleneck <laughs> in the suit looks like a james bond villain yeah what do
2: we think and what did we hear more importantly from luke about lucas reichel's game
1: uh he said he was the words excellent the words great were used Uh, He says that he was told he's only seen him in his little spurts here with the team, but he said he was told from others that was the best game he's played in the NHL. And that is uh, easy to agree with. He was was the Lucas Reichel we've seen in Rockford in Chicago for the first time. That first period, those first few shifts, he was like, this is my world and the rest of you chumps are just living in it. And unfortunately, (laughs) he wasn't able to – to cash in, but man, he was a difference maker early. He was noticeable. He used his speed to create chances. Um, And, and he made, you know, we saw a little bit of what Lucas uh, Luke Richardson talks about when he says he needs Lucas Reichler to be stronger. There are a couple plays where he was taken off the puck rather easily, a lot easier than you want, but those are things that are going to come as he gets bigger and stronger and plays in the league more often. But there was the one play that I was, I was, I I tapped Jay and said, that's what Luke is talking about. And then like, literally as I'm telling him that he makes this great behind the back pass from out of the corner and you're like, well, okay. So, you know, way to make up for getting taken off the puck. That was the game. I think minus a goal being scored. That was the game. I think all the Blackhawk fans, all Blackhawk fans wanted to see out of him. That's what we've been waiting for. Little excitement, got to play on the top line, and I, he didn't confirm it, but it certainly sounds like he's going to be right back there someday against the Calgary Flames.
2: That's what we were talking about, is you know, and yes. we've had some really good uh, back and forth with our with our chatters today, and you know, people saying, hey, look great against the Coyotes. let's see it against better competition, let's see it against the Flames. Yep. I'm here for it, because, we, and the other thing we were saying before you jumped on, Greg, was it's tough to look a kid in the eye after a performance like that and say, hey, excellent job. Here's your plane ticket back to Rockford, right? No, like, it, That's it, really he, tough. He is,
1: yeah, Luke, nice. Luke had said, uh, you know, he wasn't asked directly, but he had said while talking about Reichel that, like, you know, different things that he could use. I'm just paraphrasing. You know, he could use this, and the next game he can be better for it. So he didn't – he didn't – Say hey, he's playing Sunday, but the way he phrased that made it certainly sound like he's not heading back to Rockford—at least not in the immediate future. They may—they uh, may keep him around for a couple more games here.
0: Nice, nice, yeah. Do do like to hear? Do like to hear that in that uh, that kind of context? Um, what? Uh, which? I, I was trying to see. I see the the reflection of the TV here in in the uh, in the glass. Uh, was was Alex Stalock made available? I know usually sometimes goaltenders aren't made available. Was Alex uh, 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 got, talking?
1: Yeah, we got to talk to uh, Alex Daylock and Jake McCabe, the two heroes of the night. Uh, oh, Alex was uh, you know very uh, humble. Um, he says you can't have a shutout. This was his tenth career uh, NHL shutout in like 136 starts, I think it is. So very very he's. He's done it before, but he was very humble saying, listen, you can't have any shutouts in the NHL without the team in front of you playing well. And he, he, he gave a lot of credit to the defense in front of him because did. they didn't get a lot of really good looks. Um, and, you know, they did a lot of – they did a great job of clearing, getting the puck out of his zone, one and done. So he was very complimentary. Uh, about the team in front of him and Luke Richardson said something very I love this quote what he said about Stalock when asked about you know the play where he came way out of the net and then there was another play where he came out and thankfully his helmet popped off or was gripped off however you want to look at that play and the whistle blew but Luke Richardson described Stalock as. Fearless, not reckless, in the net, and I love that description like that. of
2: him. Yeah, that's that's accurate, and uh, man, that that's a dude who is just stealing hearts here. And when they signed him, the three of us were like, "Oh God, this is the ultimate tank signing." You know, you're. <laughs> we were saying like, "Oh, when they play the Coyotes, those are the Staylock games." And now we're talking about voting him in as an All Star, and he absolutely deserves to be because he been, shut out the Coyotes. <laughs> he, well, he's been, but he's been terrific otherwise. Yeah. You know, and and. Yeah. Without him, the Hawks would be the worst team in hockey. Oh wait, um, but would <laughs> be he's, the worser team. In he's been outstanding. He's and tonight was no exception. The third period, there was like a flurry of three or four shots in a row that he stopped. And he's just he's solid. And every guy to a man in that locker room talks about his presence, uh, you know, as a is a locker room guy. So, hey man, I I love the guy. I'm glad he's here. And yeah, if they can turn him into a into an asset at the trade deadline. That's way more than you thought you were going to oh, get. Absolutely. That's way more even, than you thought.
1: Even not even if they don't, I I would have zero problem bringing him back for another year or two and let him mentor yeah. some of your young goalies. I mean he, he's he's is as unorthodox as his play is, he's a cherished guy in that locker room. Everybody says such great things Jake McCabe um said how important it was for the team to get him to shut out tonight and how much it meant to them uh, because Staylock is such a, a well-respected and well-liked guy in that locker room. Kyle Davidson always talks about high-character guys. It, it doesn't get much higher character than Alex daylock So, you know, if, you can, if someone's calling and looking and you can get a third or fourth-round pick for him, that's freaking amazing considering, you know, as you said, what we, we thought about him when the signing was made. But if not, and you bring him back for another year or two and, and kind of be that bridge and that leader as we wait for Drew Canesso, Arvid Soderblom to start being that tandem that we're hoping they're going to become, you could do a lot worse than have a guy that people, the team wants to play hard in front of. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: we spent most of our time tonight talking about Lucas Reichel, but uh, Brett Sini had a really nice game as well. Uh, anything post game from Luke on him?
1: Yeah, he again, he he, he used the word excellent to describe Brett Sini's game, said he was very smart, made a lot of smart plays. He said he took uh, a big hit early in that first period from a guy twice his size, but he did so to make the smart and correct play. So he earned a lot of respect. From Luke Richardson, he says you're not, you don't lead the AHL in scoring if you're not a smart hockey player. So he liked what he saw out of him, and uh, you know, Cini was a, was noticeable out there. He was effective. He had a couple, you know, he was hard on the forecheck, high energy guy. Had a couple of scoring chances. Um, you know, just yeah. Listen, if it was up to me, and I had to choose for the rest of the season, Colin Blackwell or Brent Cini, give me Brent Cini all freaking day.
2: Boy, we had the blackwell yeah. of Blackwell moments in this one where he I, had an open backhander and just fumbled it.
1: I feel bad. Like, oh, the guy works his ass off. Criticizing him because I like Colin Blackwell. He's a good dude and yeah. he's, he's all effort, but just sometimes it's just like, oh. Sometimes
0: <laughs> it's too much effort. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. It is. Sometimes
1: yeah. you just got to just stay within yourself and... Do what your body allows you to do. Yeah. All right, let's get to the uh, fourth stars
2: of the game. Number three star of this game was Seth Jones. He had an assist. He was plus two, three shots on goal, two takeaways, two block shots. Excellent game for him.
0: NHL all-star. Seth
2: all-star Seth Jones. Seth Jones. Thank you. Put some respect on his name. Yeah. Jake McCabe, uh, by the way, Seth Jones played twenty-five thirty-three. 33 ho-hum. Uh, Jake McCabe, your number two star, he had the uh, Blackhawks' lone uh, goal with a goalie. Uh, uh, plus two, 21-53 of ice time. Led the team with five shots on goal, three hits, three block shots. The ultimate warrior, not the trademark ultimate warrior, but he is the ultimate warrior, lowercase. And your number one star, of course, Alex Daylock, with 23 saves mm-hmm. in the shutout. So, my four star of the game, a guy who showed really nice chemistry with Lucas Reichel, that's Philip Kuryshev. He finished a plus one, four shots on goal, three more shot attempts. He won 50% of his two faceoffs. Uh, really great game uh, for Philip Kuryshev. And uh, I love the kid. I love 23. Probably the best 23 in Chicago sports history. Yeah. I don't think there's any That's argument. I can't think of off the top of my head anybody Not else that would all. qualify, so
0: <laughs> Yeah. No, I liked I like Kuroshev's game. I think him and him and Reichel played well off of each other. I think their their styles match up pretty nicely, and maybe we'll get to see more of that in the future.
1: Yeah, I, I like that a lot. That they had a really good game. That line was was noticeable. There are a couple the, my only criticism of that line it was a couple times that max Domi is passing when he should be shooting like come on man it's your chance patrick kane's not out there shoot first pass second but that line was really good i want to see them against calgary sunday um i'm gonna go with i think for the second time in three games uh future captain reese johnson uh you talk about a guy that max maximized his his playing time tonight he only had 10 minutes 33 seconds of ice time but in that time he had Two hit, two shots, seven hits, and three takeaways. Dude was was a bowling ball all night. He was all over the place. There were a couple times where the Coyotes tried to rattle Staylock by making some contact late. He was the first guy there, and I love to see that, especially you know last game they had that play where uh, was it Kalorn um, that that cross checked. Staylock after he got in his way and nobody did anything. Well, there are a couple plays tonight where uh, they 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 made some contact late. There was one play where they somebody cross checked Jason Dickinson in into Staylock after the whistle. So nice to see them sticking up for their goalie tonight. And uh, Reese Johnson, I mean Reese Johnson, I think is the had the performance tonight that the whole spirit of the CHGO four star of the night was created for.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked I, I liked the physicality that uh, Johnson and and the rest of the Blackhawks had tonight. They weren't going to allow uh, the Coyotes of all teams to come in and try and you know take some liberties and 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 push and shove after the whistle. They weren't going to stand for it. So I liked that they were able to uh, to step up and 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 match that and not get pushed around and and they're on their home ice. Uh, my four star of the night. Uh, I believe my memory serves me correctly. I did pick Lucas Reichel because he had a great game. Uh, And, and, and I think he was, he was noticeable at different points of the game, definitely off the jump. Um, Like, like, like we've said all all night tonight, he was a different version of Lucas Reichel than we've seen a better version of Lucas Reichel uh, that we've seen at the NHL level. And, And like you, like you said, uh, this was this was the Ice Hogs version of Lucas Reichel, where he's playing with some confidence. He's making things happen in the offensive zone, and he's he's getting some chances. He's gonna get more chances, and eventually those chances are gonna fall. and And, and Jay, Jay said it uh, towards the end of the game. He was just like, "Do you really want Lucas Reichel's first goal to be on an empty netter if it if it had, had happened?" And I said, "Yeah, let the get let the kid get his first and let the let the floodgates open. It doesn't matter how it ends up in the back of the net, just that it does. And I think that's that that does a lot for a young player. Even if an even an empty net goal being your first goal, it's your first NHL goal. Like you you you, you get happy with that. You celebrate that and you let that snowball in, in, in a good way. And um, my favorite thing to do during our fourth star segment is bring up our, our friends with the blue lines. And uh, this this is probably one of the, the, the better games that the Blackhawks have had all season. The top five Blackhawks, according to game score, had zero negative impact on the game. And that included Jake McCabe, Seth Jones, Lucas Reichel, Max Domi, and Philip Kuryshev. So great performances by the top pairing and top forward line. Great job, guys. Beautiful. That's
1: how you win hockey games.
2: All right, Greg, we're going to do the king of the game. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, DraftKings, king of the game. Let's do it. You're never going to guess. That's right. It is Alex Stalock, Zero goals against. That's about as good as you can be. 23 saves. His 10th career shutout. Awesome game for Alex Stalock. Congratulations Was that,
1: to him. There's that, that number 23 again.
2: There it is. Oh, That's no. Magic number.
0: It's like a Jim Carrey movie.
2: 23. That's it. He is our king of the game. <laughs> So uh, before we let you go, Greg, you anything you want to add before we uh, spring yeah. you? Uh,
1: I just, I, I, I think based on some of the comments I'm seeing in the chat, you guys talked about getting to let's vote Jake McCabe in the all-star game. We need to make this happen. Uh, he's seriously becoming one of my all-time favorite Blackhawks. Uh, his post-game uh, uh, meeting with, with the press was fantastic. He was in, obviously in a good mood, and he was giving us some, some, some crap right back. Uh, Mark Lazarus asked him about that shot and he said, you know, the goal. And he said, you know, Hey, you know, is that a part of your offensive game we're going to see you shoot more? And he's like, Hey Mark, I can shoot the puck. Everybody in here knows how to shoot the puck. <laughs> like <laughs> we're, we're in the NHL. We could all shoot. Uh, and then they asked him about this, the speed of the puck at 89 miles an hour. And he said, and quote, yeah, the guys are giving me shit about that on the bench. He said, it must've been a faulty puck for it to go that fast. And so uh Good stuff guess, from Jake McCabe. He also was was in awe of how big of a crowd there was tonight and have been in the last few games. Like we're in the bottom of the standings and, and our fans are still here and being loud. And he says it makes it just the best building to play in. And, you know, he's a guy that notices things around. He's a guy that gets pissed when they're losing. So to see him in a good kind of laughing, joking mood tonight was good. Uh, we need to get the campaign going on, on the Twitters to get him in the all-star game. He deserves it. He's been the best Blackhawks from day one to right now. I just
2: saw the video of uh, Jake McCabe shooting lasers into Mark Lazarus. Uh, (laughs) Philip Thompson uh, tweeted it. I retweeted it from the CHGO Blackhawks account. It is chilling. (laughs) Again, if I'm listing people I would not want to fight, Jake McCabe is maybe top five because Chris Chelios, of all people, during the intermission reports like, I saw Jake McCabe with his shirt off. That dude's jacked. It's like <laughs> that's Chris Chelios saying that.
0: Yeah, he's been around he, the block.
2: He there is a look on his face, twenty four seven, Jake McCabe that is intensity and fiery and, like you said, he is my favorite current Black Hawk. I know Greg, you love him too. We all do. The dude's a badass, Big and thing. I and James I know McCabe. he's all he's doing is raising his trade value, but. If there's one trade asset I would like to keep, that's the dude, because no locker room is worse off having a guy like that. That's for damn sure. Absolutely. Not. Put a C on that guy's sweater when you're ready to I, do it.
1: As much as I would hate to see him go, I would also love to see him get a run and a shot at a Stanley Cup because that's a dude that deserves it. He's never had it. He's he's everywhere he's gone. He's played his ass off, but for, but for a lot of bad teams, I would. As much as I don't want to see him. Uh, Leave, leave here I, I would be whatever team he gets traded to I will be cheering for in the playoffs
0: yeah he's he's an easy guy to root Except for the Predators. He were, um, he were elsewhere yeah, yeah
2: no doubt alright Greg thanks man we appreciate your time we'll talk to you uh, Sunday night All after boys, uh, we well just... we'll see you at the game you know
1: yeah well, I'll think about it <laughs> alright
2: take care man <laughs> bye boys All right. That is uh, Greg Boyson. Follow him on Twitter at Greg Boyson. Man, this show has flown by. Yes. We never really got a chance to get to our Patrick Kane topic. No, but we'll get to it after they lose to the Flames. We'll have time. Um, that's have, for sure. We have two super chats and
0: yeah. some, some ads to read. Yes, <laughs> so we, we, gotta, we, gotta we gotta do gotta, our
2: tank stuff, so we gotta get through it. Uh thanks to the Lebowski five for the twenty dollar super chat.
0: He really wants to make his point clear, Jay. And
2: it's a good one. He says, I don't think that Ethan Del Mastro maxing out as Seabrook is a stretch. Back in 03, when Seabrook was a top was a top fifteen pick, a premium was placed on big punishing D-men. Now it's fast puck moving D-Men. Uh, Del Mastro plays like Seabrook he wasn't offense first look I think that if Del Mastro maxes out yes he could be Brent Seabrook that's an absolute max out it's not out of the question yeah but I'm not gonna say he's the next Brent Seabrook Brent Seabrook to me is like borderline hall of fame
0: yeah well no yeah he I he is in the he he leads the class of the hall of very good yeah for sure yeah so Um, if he's anywhere
2: close to that sweet
0: yeah, and Seabrook coming coming out of junior, I think had a bit more of a goal scoring ability than Del Mastro does. But that's not to say Del Mastro is strictly a, a defensive defenseman shut down. That's what he's going to be. He has a, he has a bit of an offensive edge to him, but I think Seabrook had a little bit more coming out of uh, uh, out Lethbridge, of
2: his draft. He had uh, in his full seasons thirty nine, forty two, forty one, and fifty four points. Okay. Yeah, so that's there's some offensive prowess there. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, of course, yeah. it was a different, you know, it was twenty two different 2000. <laughs> Yeah,
0: 2000. Yeah. Uh, Alan Kay also given us a super chat for two dollars. Uh, sorry. I,
2: however. 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 Del Mastro last year, forty eight points in sixty eight games, twenty one points in twenty two games this year.
0: Yeah, he's picked it up. So this he's, he's putting
2: sure. up numbers too. So.
0: Yeah, there's a reason that the Sarnia Sting wanted to yes. to get him for a playoff Okay, push. sorry. Uh, Alan Kay, a two dollar uh, super chat. Um, I believe his second comment was going to be the actual super chat, which I think he was saying, let's uh, try and let's let's try and collaborate with some of the other uh, crews so we can John Scott, the all-star vote, piss off the NHL. we'll we'll uh, we'll see what we can do to collaborate and maybe get this uh, this McCabe McCabe train going here. McCabe, McCabe train. McCabe, McCable car. McCabe, McCable car, ride. Ride the rails, the cable car, all the way to Miami. I mean, that was so
2: clever by me. I'm gonna pass that was out. great. That was the most brain power I've used in months. Should we do the uh, the play of the week? Of Let's the week? do. Well, we gotta do that. We gotta do tank standings and stuff. Like, yeah, we yeah. got stuff to do. Steven, are you
3: ready with that pick of the yeah, week? Yeah, I, I am ready with that.
2: All right. Well, Steven is gonna do the pick of the week because we are not prepared or good at betting. <laughs>
3: All right, guys, so my pick of the week, there's a pretty big football game coming up on Monday. What? Yes. Yeah. The,
2: I thought the Bears played Sunday. Oh, well, the Bears haven't
3: played in a big game in a while. Mm, this is Georgia versus TCU. 2006. Georgia currently 12.5-point favorites in that one. I'm going to go with the team that's been there. Georgia beat Alabama last year by 15. I think that 12.5 points is a gimme for Georgia. Take Georgia to cover the 12.5-point spread there. They're going to run away with that national championship.
0: i tell you what. I tuned into the uh, Georgia-Ohio State game last week with about six minutes left in the fourth quarter, and it was some of the most entertaining six minutes of football I have watched in a long time. Both games I, were great. Yes, the TCU-Michigan game was was great because I love uh, watching Michigan cry bitter tears. Uh, so that was great to, 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 to watch that. I think it's going to be a great game, TCU and, and Georgia. It's going to be a lot of fun. College football is is great. Give me a college football Saturday over NFL Sunday. Uh,
2: college football is sweet. I love it. Now Notre Dame's got a quarterback. Ayo. Let's go. Um, well, Steven, producer, man, I'm looking here at our ad copy, and there is no DraftKings NHL ad copy in our copy log. So I'm going to do the NBA one. Okay. Which I believe what? is
3: basketball. <laughs> I, I have heard that, yes. Okay.
2: Uh, <laughs> New Year, same nonstop NBA action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Uh, If you're new to DraftKings Sportsbook, you can place any $5 bet and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. Plus, everyone can take a shot at scoring an even bigger payout with DraftKings same-game parlays. Can buy multiple bets, like which team will win, who will have the most points scored, and more. So you could have, like, is Clyde Drexler going to have more points than Charles Oakley? You could bet that if you had that app 20 years ago. Yeah. I don't know who's in the NBA anymore. Steph Curry, LeBron James.
0: DeMar DeRozan.
2: DeMar DeRozan. I know him. Zach He's Levine. on the Bulls. Io DeSumo. So, yes, Io. Our yes. teammate and our well. uh, associate. Our, 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 our co-worker. And our friend. <laughs> bet on Io to do good stuff with the orange ball. Round ball. Download the app now. DraftKings app, that is. Use the code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly <laughs> That's code CHGO only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. We'll get that fixed for you by tomorrow. I just don't want to. I don't want to read the wrong promo and have the promo be dead, and then we get in trouble. So there you mm-hmm. go. Um, but you can also, of course, bet the NHL yes. on DraftKings Sportsbook.
0: Yes, we we did we did tonight. Yep. Yep. Uh, also, if you, hey, if, you, if you didn't notice or if you didn't uh, see it on our on CHGO channels, uh, the Bulls team headed to Paris. It's going to be a lot of fun. Going to play some basketball over there in France. Uh, where am I reading this? ComEd facility. Hey, you want to save some money on your energy bill for the yes. facilities that you own? Oh. ComEd can help you do that with their energy efficiency program. It's committed to helping families and businesses in the communities that they serve save money and energy ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately each recommendation will include energy estimated energy savings, cost savings, project cost, potential incentives and simple payback. Don't wait, get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com/poweringbiz and if you're ready to sign up for facility assessment, call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours, of course, and speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. You can also email them, businessee at comed.com, or request an assessment online at their website, comed.com slash facility assessments. Business
2: ethics. That's all I can think of when I hear that read. Business. Billy Madison. It's a movie from the 90s. Yes, business ethics. Um, All right, time for the tank standing so we can go home. No, Go home to our families. <laughs> <Let's
0: see. sighs>
2: All right. All is not lost. The Blackhawks yeah, are worry. still your tank leaders with 22 points in 38 games. Columbus, 24 points in 37. Their second. Anaheim with 26 and 39. They are currently battling the San Jose Sharks. Who are fourth with thirty one and thirty nine? It is four three sharks Ooh. with about thirteen minutes left in the third. So we are hoping for Weird. overtime in that one. Let's go. Let's and then go your ducks. Arizona Coyotes with thirty one points and thirty eight <laughs> games. There's your top five. So there you have it. Now it is time to head over
0: to Tankathon. Ducks versus sharks. That doesn't seem like a fair battle. No,
2: you'd think a shark would take down a duck very easily.
0: You lose that battle at least nine out of ten times. I would
2: think. I I would like to see the duck that wins. <laughs> I have one hell of a duck. It's a Jake McCabe of ducks. All right. Let's do it. Let's get to uh <laughs> let's let's spin the wheel here. How many likes do we have? Four, 48 likes. Come on. After let's... a win? What are we I we should even spin it once. Mm, All right. Width... If we get to 55, we'll spin it twice. All right, let's mm. do the first spin here.
0: Oh, oh, speaking hell of sharks, no. San Jose, Vancouver. Chicago. No. Columbus Anaheim.
2: No. All right. I'm doing one more anyway. Like I'm this. feeling nice. I don't I don't want that that doesn't sit well
0: with me. Mm-mm. All right, let's do one more. One more. I think we had one banked. Ah! Oh my God. Ooh, that's horrible. Sharks again. And right, let's Florida gets the, the second now. pick. Well, it's Montreal. Because remember, that's the that's the uh, pick from the Ben Charat trade. So that is Florida's pick, but Montreal owns it. Oh so there yeah. is a scenario in which Montreal gets one and two imagine that no mm. I would not like that the league would hate that Oh yeah the league would really someone asked me uh, do you... so they asked us do you think the NHL lottery is rigged And I honestly don't believe that but no. if there was a time for it for for a team to to come away and 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 rise from yeah. the, the the depths of the NHL. It would be the Blackhawks this year, and it would be getting Connor Bedard, and it would be the frozen ping-pong ball. There is... Look, if I had to bet my life on
2: it being not rigged, I would not make that bet. I wouldn't either. There are too many very convenient... Sidney Crosby resurrects the Penguins and gets to play with Mario Lemieux. Mm-hmm. Mm. Remember that? Remember when Mario Lemieux and Sidney Crosby were teammates? <laughs> That was a thing that happened in the world <laughs> yeah. of sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toronto gets Austin Matthews.
0: Edmonton wins 19 first round picks, first overall picks in a row, or whatever yes. crazy thing it was I... to eventually land Connor McDavid. And
2: guess what? The Blackhawks get Patrick Kane. That was a bit of a jump, too. That's a big jump. So I'm not fully saying. Look. I, I'm going to say I am 75% certain it's not rigged, but there is a significant portion of my mind that says, mm, I think they make sure that if there's a team that's close that could really help the league grow, they help it out. And I'm going to say this too. This might be a hot take. Ooh, hot. Maybe we can get this sponsored. Hot. All right. It's not the worst thing
0: What's well, not to rig a
2: draft. Thing. Because I mean... for the good of the sport...
0: You want your big market, marquee teams to do well. For the good of the sport, Stephen, if you can play a cash register sound, that'd be great. <laughs> I have one of those. All right. For the good of the sport, you want your good teams, you want your big teams to be good. Look, Blackhawks, or uh, the NHL, makes more money off the Blackhawks being good than they do off the Coyotes being good. Correct. Sorry, I know we get bagged on for, for saying we don't say good things about the Coyotes. Sometimes truth hurts. Like, ask Lizzo. Like, the Coyotes are the coyotes regularly lose the NHL money. The Blackhawks are not doing that. So, what, what team is going to get you eyes on the league in a big market with a big fan base? Chicago or Arizona?
2: Yep, that's sorry no-brainer to me. Uh, so if the Hawks win, I mean, look, they're, they're probably going to have the worst record, so They'll have fine. the best
0: odds to do it, in which we, I feel like we always have to clarify. Tankathon says 18 and a half. It's actually 25 and a half because of the new rule in which a team outside of the top 11 cannot win first overall. So you're not trying to win the lottery against 16 other teams. You're trying to win the lottery against it would be ten other teams. Yeah.
2: There so. you have it. Guys,
3: you want the uh the results of the poll? Yeah, did I never we have a, in, poll? Oh, we oh. Oh. A, we a poll. never mentioned in place.
2: we're running a poll if you'd like to vote on it. Uh <laughs> was this the most entertaining game of the year? I say yes. I had oh. I was looking forward to this game all day. Yeah. And I was pissed we had to leave.
0: Yeah, I would have liked to have to have stayed in the building for the for for the third period. Um it was it was a satisfying win. Yeah. I don't know if the most entertaining <sighs> See I was talking about I was talking about this with Greg. My my memory of games this year is like 24 hour delete. Well, they're like, all the I forget same. To, like we were <laughs> Greg and I were talking before the game. We were like who did they who did they play on on Tuesday and we were we like for a full minute we're like uh <laughs> I finally <laughs> figured it out. It yeah. was uh Tampa.
2: Yep. Remember that?
3: So,
0: yeah, it's this was the most recent entertaining game, for sure.
2: It was fun.
3: So, you guys kind of sound 50-50 on. If, if I say yes. Yeah, so to it's, me, I was
2: most entertained, but it helped that they won, though.
3: Well, the poll results are pretty reflective of this. Uh, yes was 51%. So okay. it wasn't oh, that close. Nice. A majority.
2: Reminder, by the way, the home opener was pretty fun. The comeback win over the Red Wings, the over, overtime win. Yes. That was good. Mm-hmm. That was a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I don't know. I was really looking forward to this one, maybe because it was Reichel and, and to a lesser extent, Sini. But I was just, bl- I had this one on my calendar for a while. The
0: blown lead against Dallas, as far as entertainment value, was. Off the charts because that was what a five-one game, yeah, four-one-five-one that they blew the lead and we were just—I was cackling my ass off as that game was unfolding. That one, that one sticks with me.
2: Well, let's hope Sunday is uh, as entertaining as all those. Yes, so, that'd be. Fun. Uh, either way, we'll talk to you after that. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you're following us on uh, Twitter at chgo underscore Blackhawks, and uh, make sure you like the show. On your way out on YouTube there, we'd really appreciate that. And join us Sunday after Hawks and Flames on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.